All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, I'm Matt. Matt. Jimmy. The two average guys. We're here to talk about our big W yesterday. Um, when I say big W, a lot of people might not take it as a big win, but we all know that when we play Northwestern, you really never know what you're going to get. And uh, yeah, um, we lost the last two years in overtime. So. Yeah. And we haven't. I don't think we had won in Lincoln since the Hail Mary. Right, we won. We got a win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're four and two right now, and that's that's big um, compared to last we year. We have as many wins now as we did of the last last year yeah. and the year before. And we're eight and four in our last twelve games. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of positive to take, and you're seeing some of that improvement. Um, you know, you always hear the day by day. You're, you are seeing improvement, but sometimes it's hard to see it uh, when you're just focused on the score and focused on what we're doing, um, good and bad, and yeah, more I mean, focuses on the bad lately. And Northwestern had, you know, maybe a backup or third string quarterback. I'm not even really sure. Um, obviously, Hunter Johnson was not into them. Yep. Um, but, I mean, how, how many times have we already said this year how, how great the defense has been? Oh, yeah. You know, 10 points. You can't give up 10 points that's the in thing, a big I, 10 game. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you know the Big Ten. Northwestern plays a lot of low-scoring games. And Northwestern won the Big Ten West last year and went to the yep. went to the Big Ten Championship. So yeah. I know that they're having a bit of a rough start, but their three losses were to Stanford, who just beat Washington last night. Yeah. Um, and then Michigan State and Wisconsin, and they played Wisconsin a lot tougher than people expected. Yep, and we saw, we saw Iowa and Michigan yesterday, and... Um, uh, you know how that game ended with with Iowa losing. It was ten to three, so another low scoring game in the Big Ten. We went over to Matt and watched the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny right before the game. I said I could see this game being a lot like this Michigan Iowa game. Yeah, kind of half jokingly, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know I I don't know. I like I said I think a lot of people. A lot of people are looking at a lot of the negatives that have happened uh, so far the Huskers this season. But the way I look at it, and I've been I've shown some of that negativity and I've talked about it as well. Same. It's hard sometimes, but um, expectations are high going well, into the season. But we're four yeah. and two. Last year at this point, we were zero and six. Well, the thing is, is if you would have told any Husker fan that the defense was going to, aside from Ohio State, we'll just throw that out. <laughs> on top of that. But aside from that, that the defense was going to play as well as they have so far this year. Yep. You would say this team's a ten and two team, probably going to the Big Ten championship. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Martinez is something's off. We haven't been able to figure it out. We talk about it every week. Yep. Um, something's off. And, and, and we're not alone. I think a lot of people kind of feel the same way. And I'm sure a lot of people today are saying, "Let's start Vegel." I looked over at my parents, and my dad said, "Why not?" I don't know if that's necessarily the right call. And um, so, so there's um, uh, there was a comment about uh, Frost made yesterday. Someone asked about Adrian. He said, you know, if he's ready, if he's ready to go, he's going to play. He's Frost, he's, he's Frost boy. And yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, that was his number one recruit that he wanted, and he got him. And he was a stud last year. And yeah, we haven't we haven't he, seen. I will say when <laughs> when Vedral came in, there was a bit of a spark right off the bat. He, he was running pretty hard, but, very but, first but there was there wasn't a lot of. And he did throw the nice pass to Wandale that set up the game winning field goal. But I feel like Adrian has like a, a game changing ability. Yeah. To where, you know, yeah, he might not be very good at, for some or most of the game, but when it comes down to it, he can flip the switch and win a game for you. Yeah. And I know that's pretty much what Bedrock did yesterday, but, I mean, they did like five or six quarterback keepers in a row. They brought McCaffrey in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But, but that's the thing. I think, I think you look at – what we had and what we didn't have yesterday in the game in general. Mo Washington didn't play the entire he first half. He is clearly hurt. 
Well, it either was her or something else came up to where, like, you're sitting the first half. I mean, he well, came I mean, out of the second half and only played, like, five plays. That's why I think he's hurt. Um, which is, I mean, he got hurt the, the, uh, the game before, so I, I think you're definitely right. Um, that I, I, would, I would assume he's hurt as well. Um, Diedrich Mills didn't play the majority of the second he half. He must have gotten hurt. But he, barely just, played, he didn't play a lot in the first half. Or either. they just really wanted to pound, pound, pound with Wandale. Which I'll tell you what, if he did not flip from Kentucky to Nebraska, we would be not foreign. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, he's, he's a game changer. And we, and we talked, we've talked about it basically since week one, how much he needs to be in the game and be a part of this game. The first couple times we saw him touch the ball, it was apparent that, holy crap, like this kid needs the ball more. Um, he needs to be on the field. Every and, snap. and he is on the field more now, and we're seeing him get the ball a lot more. Um, and I think we're going to continue to see him get the ball a lot more, considering what he's done and how he has changed a lot of our games and been the reason why we're, if we're not winning, we're, we're in the game, and obviously not against Ohio State. But besides that, you saw what Wondell can do once he gets the ball in his hands. He had the two biggest plays of the game yesterday. He had that he nice for a 40-some-yard touchdown, touchdown run. run. And then he caught that pass. Pretty good throw. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, you got to pound the rocks. And when we uh, – obviously, we had Brandon Kinney on the show, but he's been – he was texting us that Illinois game. Yeah. And he's like, Wondell, Wondell, Wondell. Yeah, just keep out of the ball. It's – it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, uh, for a freshman to have the impact he's had so far on this team. Um, he's a perfect fit into the offense. Yep. Um, it's just, it's kind of mind-blowing. And I don't know if it's a big offensive line issue. Um, I know that as far as receivers go, obviously J.D. got hurt yesterday. Yep. Um, but who else is there? No one else is making an impact. Noah, I thought would. He has not. No, Noah, we're not really seeing that impact. Mike Williams is in and out. Our tight ends don't get the ball nearly enough. When they do, they, they do big things, but I still don't think we're using our tight ends to impact the game nearly as much as we can. Cade Warner's been hurt still, so he's not in. Um, I wasn't paying attention, but I thought I saw um, Hickman was going to be getting in this weekend, maybe on special teams. Um, I wasn't paying attention close enough to see if he was on the field, but um, I think there's, I think we have a lot of young guys that if they don't get playing time soon this well, year, I think we're going to see them impact next year. But we have talent in wide receiver position. We're just we're not really seeing it come to fruition right now. We're not seeing it play out. And is it the offensive line, Martinez timing? Is it the snaps? I mean, the, the snaps, snaps were really, really bad. We struggled with snap um, yesterday again. Um, I think it's maybe a combination of everything. But is it the routes we're running, like? What kind of routes are they running to even get open? And that's, I think that's another thing we have to look at because we, we have a four or five-yard um, uh, third down, and we're throwing it 15, 20 yards downfield. And I don't know if that's because of the routes that we're running or we're running a sweet pass to the right or the left, and the, and the passes aren't there. The passes are being thrown behind the receivers. Or third and eight, and we're handing the ball off in the, back, on a, in the backfield. Yeah. I don't I – Yeah, mean, so those, those kind of things can be really frustrating because – we we have what it takes to be better than that, and is and it a we, trust? We were better than that last year. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, and like you said, a trust thing. Maybe with maybe at practice they're saying, "Hey, you know, guys are getting through way too easy. Yeah, you know, we don't have time." I mean, I know people are harping on Martinez, but the guy doesn't have any time. Yeah, you know, and he doesn't. He's not standing Oregon to throw deep. Yeah, no one, no one's that big home run threat. There's 17 wide receivers on the roster. Sat down with your brother after the game last night, yep. John, and I'm looking at this roster saying, can we not put Darian Chase in there? Can we not yeah. put I don't know anybody in there? Yeah, well, so, we gotta have somebody make an impact. And right now, it hasn't hurt us. It it, it hurt us against Colorado. Um, but has, as far as getting wins, it hasn't hurt us yet, but it's going to. I mean, our schedule's not getting any easier down the road. Um, you know, Ramo mentioned, you know, we got Minnesota. And Minnesota's playing pretty well. Now, they struggled their first couple weeks. They did. Um, they, and I think their schedule is pretty favorable this year. I think is. they still play Penn and State. I think they still play Michigan. People were picking them to come out of the West, which they're not going to because Wisconsin is going to. Yeah, I know. But, and I don't see them beating Wisconsin. They still have to play them. So, I don't know, Minnesota, are they that good? I don't know. I think they're playing well. they got a couple of really good wide receivers. 
Uh, we know their offensive line is big. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do. The quarterback play is. It's okay. When you got some playmakers, it makes it a little bit easier. And they're running game. Uh, they're running game, yep. Um, you know, we're a seven-point favorite coming into – or they are a seven-point favorite. I was, start say, the I, I was looking earlier, and they didn't have it out yet. Yeah, so Minnesota's a seven-point favorite. I think that's fine. Um, that's probably fair. You know, yeah. home game, you usually get three points at home. I think I think when they're a favorite at home, I think I saw a stat, there's something like 80% um, of the time they win. Um, it might even be, it might have been a little bit higher than that. So they play they play well at home, especially when they're favored, and we're twelve percent when we're underdogs on the road. So we know what our road game has been like recently uh, in the last couple of years, but more than a couple we have of years. Not won a road game until this year. year. Well, yeah, I guess we beat them. Um, um, but we we know what that looks like, so we're gonna have to be our best going into Minnesota because we know what we're going up against. Um, hopefully, JD is okay. And is back. I think those are the questions. Our injuries. I mean, what does that look like? Who knows with Martinez? And you know, for some people, they're probably going to be like, "Good, let's get Vedral." I can tell you yeah. this: it's going to be a, you know, it's not going to be flip the script. Yeah. Put Vedral in, and he's going to blow everybody away more than Martinez. That's not how it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he. Has, I think he has improved. Oh, definitely, big time. You know, playing a full game, maybe he gets, you know, throws a couple balls early and gets some confidence, and he gets his feet going. Maybe he does. Maybe he does play pretty well. Yeah, I certainly would hope so if he gets in there. Yeah, one play that we had yesterday that was uh, that Ross mentioned here is that we had that little shovel pass on the QB. That was the best play call we've had all season. I haven't seen besides the eye formation stuff, but. Um, I mean, that play was – I haven't seen the Huskers ever do that. I mean, we play. didn't get any points out of it. Yeah, we, we, got, we got lucky that uh, Martinez was smart and didn't hand the ball off to Mills there. Uh, Mills made the block at, slash got hit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and he, he, may have, he may have gotten hurt on that. I mean, he, may he have. got blown up. I don't remember seeing him after that. Um, but that – and someone mentioned, you know, that breakaway speed by Wandale there. Uh, I don't think I don't think it mattered if he tried to make a move or not at the last second. That guy was catching him from behind. He had wheels. Yeah, they had three or four guys chasing him. And um, but you know, overall, once again, Wandale was a difference maker. But then you got to look at Federal came in. Federal made a big difference in that game. And when you don't have Mo Washington or Dedrick Mills, White Missouri came in for a little while. We had to see a couple runs from him, but we still relied a lot on the QB runs. Um, right. in that once Federal came in, Martinez comes out, and we still were trying to run the ball with our quarterbacks because the only other running back we had consistently was going to be Wandale. Wyatt didn't come in and just, for some reason, we weren't trying to bust it up with him. But I think we were able to do some things against Northwestern that are positive looking into the next week. And for one, we we had a 10-point lead. Um, and defense play, I mean, defense played well. I mean, Again, field field position a uh, couple times for when they came down and scored. It wasn't they they're not driving the ball 80, 90 yards on us. No, they were playing a Big Ten style football game, a Northwestern style football game. They were pinning us 10 yard line or yep. you know 20 yard line in to where you know you go three and out, then you kick it to them, they get the ball mm-hmm. 40 or 50 yard line. So well, and we've now. In the last two years, we've now won two Big Ten games like that. We beat Michigan State right. nine to six. Now we're beating Wisconsin thirteen to ten. And you know, we we had that first kick that um, that McCollum missed. I mean, if you if you watch the way that ball moved left to right, you can definitely tell the wind impacted Worth that kick. Maker um, and they missed a field goal too. So I mean, yeah. And then you know, we come down, and when it came to it, Nebraska boy. On offense as a quarterback, Nebraska boy comes in and kicks it for the win. We had a couple of hometown kids come in and really win that game for us. Yeah, yeah. And that we was got a lot of two two kids come come through when it in a really big spot. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. There's um, I'm not sure how much you're on Twitter after the game. There was one guy, Adam Rittenberg. Who's a North, yeah. Northwestern alum? I didn't know that he was a Northwestern yeah. alum. That makes sense. He's like really Nebraska because we charge the field. Um, every game that Northwestern has beat us the last two years, they've charged the field. They charged the field last year when they beat us to make us go zero and six. We we won on a game winning field goal from a, a kicker who was actually our, never wanted to kick our again. Field goal kickers were like two of seven. He or never two wanted eight. never wanted to kick again, and he makes a game winning field goal. 
that's a huge impact. And why would you not want to rush the field? You just won that game. It's homecoming. Um, he's not going to have to pay yeah. for a single drink the rest of that night. Um, <laughs> I just probably had some fun last night. I'm sure they all had a lot of fun <laughs> last night. But um, no, and that's pretty. It's pretty cool when you kind of step back and think about it. You know, the kicking situation being the freaking disaster that it is. You know, Frost probably going up to him and saying, "Hey, you know, you have some experience. Mm-hmm. We need you to yep. step up. Can you do that?" Yep. I'm sure there was a conversation just like that, and he's probably like, "For this guy, yes, yeah, will." <laughs> and I'm not you, playing safety. Okay. Then, then you you go and kick a game winning field. My mom and Austin are at the game. I mean, my dad's always at the game, but they were like, "It was a freaking blast!" Like the place blew. They top off yeah. and they made that feel. Cool. Sure, similar when we went to the Colorado Nebraska game and Henry hit that 56 yard. I mean, you, it's no, exciting no. no matter if it's a game winner um, like that. I mean, how can you not be excited? And then there was one guy, a Kentucky fan, said something about uh, Wanda. Like, imagine what you could be doing at Kentucky. And I'm like, Kentucky's two and three, so <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure we're four and two. Um, but it's just kind of, yeah. it's funny, like, the reactions. And a lot of people were still out there. Again, a lot of people are upset about how we won the game. No, we weren't. We have yet to show that blast on offense, except when we ran that, like, minute-and-a-half play downfield um, at the end of the second quarter against um, – who did we do that against? We just ran downfield North, and scored. Northern Was it? Yeah. But, I mean, we, we have sparks that we can see, but then we, we don't see consistently. And people are expecting that. And – I think a lot – I saw some people that were just super happy about the one and other people that were so super upset, like, oh, whoa, we beat a one and three Northwestern. It's it's a win. We won – we're four and two. Like, I can – I get it, but – I can understand where you're coming from. But we're not Ohio State. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. We got – you got to – you got to learn how to win. And we learned how to win in that game yesterday. Yeah. Just like we learned how to win against Illinois. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. But you know what? We beat three teams from the state of Illinois. <laughs> Cheers to that. We did. But that's been the problem mm-hmm. since Mike Riley took over. Yeah. Is haven't learned how to win those type of games. Every game with Northwestern, whether it was Bo Pelini, yep. Mike Riley, or Scott Frost, yep. like six out of the eight games have out of the last ones, have been seven points or fewer. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty – I mean, Northwestern is going to come in with their best game plan and – um, Fitzgerald was mad I, about the non-pass interference call. I mean, I agree with him. You you have that. Was it? What's the? Uh, the, the five yards, two yards within the line I don't of scrimmage. Know what it is, but um, so I, I can't. If it was the other way around, I would have been effing pissed. I can't one hundred percent disagree. Once again, if it's if there's a rule saying that you can make contact within this amount of yardage, um, to me that was wasn't that type of contact. I do think it was probably pass interference, but. But if you look at the rest of the game, we got a roughing the passer that wasn't a roughing the passer. The amount of holds that got called on that didn't get called, didn't get called from the one on the line. Big, and that was on the touchdown or the, yeah. the scoring. I don't know. It might have been it a field goal drive. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they missed a lot of calls, and Northwestern was not getting called. Again, we never get those types of calls for holding uh, when we're on defense. You just don't see it. So um, My dad hadn't seen it. I asked him about it, Yeah. and he said, uh, we were just over there, and he said, no, I, I didn't see it. And he said, because he said, I love Pat Fitzgerald. He's my favorite um, coach. Because he gets to see the press conferences. and he, he I, I typically don't, don't, don't mind him, but I also think he bitches a lot. Yeah, Especially this year because they lose. Oh, <laughs> and, and he, said, he said he's kind of a jokester. Like before the game, he was talking to somebody. And he was talking, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I slipped a $100 bill in the referee's pocket, but he wouldn't accept it. Kind of a thing, yeah, 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 or whatever. But um, he said he's he had his son, I think his son, um, and talking to everybody, really nice guy. But anyway, he said he hadn't seen the pass interference, so I pulled it up for him, mm-hmm. and, or what Fitzgerald thought was pass interference, and he was like, "Ooh, that they kind of lucked out on that." Yeah, I was like yeah, if it was the other way around, I probably would have been pretty upset. Yeah. But what can you do? I mean, we calls go against us. And yeah. one thing, one call, you can always say, oh, that cost us the game. But how many other calls or non-calls throughout the game? Yeah. I mean, would the Dallas Lad do a touchdown for them? Right. Or a field goal? Who knows? 
Um, Zomash, you know, we're just going to let Jurgens keep snapping the ball. Um, I'm with you, bud. We're not even thinking of a switch. I mean, we saw Farniak in there after that he was first not game. as bad. Farniak was actually really good. Um, is he our best blocking center? Maybe they just think that he is the best athlete and they want to get him experience and maybe he's, so that he can be get him that game experience. I don't years. know. But I is, don't know. That's a good question. Like, is he our best blocking option at center? I don't know. I mean, our offensive line in general has been pretty like, piss poor, to say kids, the least. The kids but, never played center before. and Yeah. I mean. So I don't know if Farniak is a better option, but I, I got to think at some point, as a coach, you're looking at film, and, I mean, even Vedral had to save a couple snaps, too. And it's like, even at that point, you, you oh, can't man. snap the either. One, like, that, that one went over his head. Yeah. Or, or do we – Shoot, do we go back to um, putting the quarterback under center instead of running this pro style? Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't know. Like, we got to change something because it is, and we talked about it first thing, is it is throwing off, it's throwing off the, the game of a quarterback. Um, and we talked the about it. of everything, the timing with the routes. The we talked about it with Brandon Kinney. Um, the linemen going to pick up their blocking assignment. Yeah. And we talked about we talked about it with Kenny about the snaps and the timing because, you know, we mentioned we've, We've never been in that position, so we don't know like how that impacts the game. And you look at not only is it impacting the quarterback, but the receivers around the routes. So they're already they're already finished with their route, or close to being finished with their route, and the quarterback's just getting to that second or third option. And they're the second or third option. Now they're done with the route, or now they're covered, and they weren't covered before. I mean, it's it's a trickle effect when you have that one bad snap. It's just going to throw everything well, off. Well, and if you're planning to do so many designed runs, either. Adrian Martinez quarterback keepers or read yep. options, and you know you got the right guard and right tackle going this way, and then all of a sudden because you're, the snap was up here, and then you're trying to come back this way, they've already gone past. There's somebody that's blown yep. right through. Yep. Um, but we won the game. I think a lot of the focus needs to be on how we won the game. Like I mentioned, how many players did we have out yesterday that weren't playing that got hurt or that we didn't know got hurt, but we just never saw them again. Um, I think that was just huge. I mean, that's a big way to win a game when you don't have your top studs in the in the backfield to run the offense. Um, I mean, you just, there's no reason to not be excited about a 13 to 10 win over another Big Ten team. It's just why why would people be upset about that? A team in your division that won the division last year. Yes, that's another thing. And that you know. You can say whatever you want about their record. I think they were eight and four, nine and three, and yeah. went to the Big Ten championship last year. Yep. They went like eight and one in conference and lost a couple of non-conference games. Yep. That's kind of what they lost a couple of non-conference games before this year. And then they, I mean, they've had a tough schedule. Yeah. Playing Stanford, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. I know Stanford's not great this year, but they just beat Washington. So yeah. Um. We'll see how Northwestern. I mean, their offense is really bad, but. Yeah. Um, Again, not having Johnson in there, and then the backup. Yeah, um, what's that difference? Make? Actually, <laughs> that that kid probably played. The Northwestern always does that. They have like a backup quarterback come in and and play better than their normal quarterback. Well, and let's, yeah, and let's be honest. Our our rushing defense was not very good. They did that QB option a lot, and he he smoked us more than once. I mean, I'm I'm surprised they didn't do more often. We always yeah. bid on it, or we, we bid them. on it. Over and over again. I just don't understand it. I know as – I mean, I played outside linebackers, sort of. But <laughs> sort of. You have a responsibility. One guy takes – you know, one guy takes the quarterback, one guy takes the running back. Yep. But it seems like every time they would just take the running back and the quarterback would zip out. And you're like, how is this happening? But yeah. Even pro – Yeah, but, you know – you know, we have. I still think our defense is playing well. Our our pass defense has been really good. Uh, we had a couple of big blow ups yesterday. Jackson had a couple of good plays. Both well, the quarterback. And we talked about it after the game. You know, Boodle had some they, big hits. They didn't. They didn't have any big plays like we've seen over the last few years. I guess you could even say. But they're not a big play team. They either. aren't. But they have had big plays against us yes. in the previous years. They didn't have Bowser either. Right. So he's hurt. That other, that running back they had wasn't bad. No. Um, he was kind of shifty, but... Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I was pleased with the win. It, it, it's fun when you have a game like that that you win. Yes. 
Not that this game was that fun, but when you win, uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I said it yesterday, you know, it's we're four and two now. Last year we were zero and six, and if if people are gonna, if the people that are mad are the ones that have ex- extremely high expectations of a nine and three, ten and two season. Could, could we potentially go nine and three? Absolutely. Will we? Probably not. Probably not. If but, we, if, but can we go eight and four? Is that more realistic? Probably. Is seven yeah. seven and five more of the better ballpark shot? Sure. But I think if we even if we go seven and five, eight and four, guess what? It's better than being four and eight yeah. for the third year in a row. And it gets us to a bowl game. It gets us. We've got recruits coming in. We got that gross kid or gross gosh whatever from Alabama. Yeah. We beat out Alabama and Auburn for an Alabama kid. Um, and he talked about the atmosphere. He was at the Ohio State game. We got murdered that game, but he talked about the atmosphere, the coaches, the facilities, the fans, like the amount of impact we that we as fans and just the atmosphere in general has on recruits is incredible. They all talk about it. They all talk about the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know they had recruits at the game yesterday, yeah. and that was a good win to have in front of recruits, uh, especially if you're on the defensive side of yep. the ball. Um, especially with the announcement of the new football facility, yeah. um, which we obviously we hadn't talked about because we didn't do a show last week. <laughs> but um, yeah, aside from losing the game the way that we did last week, I think we kind of not necessarily won the weekend, but it was a positive weekend. It was. Um, we bounced back and we got a W. Yeah. That's that's true. And Ohio State is really good. They're they're in the top top two probably in the country right now. They are way better than Clemson, I can tell you that. Yes. They're better than Clemson, I think they would beat Bama. I, I mean, I, L, 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 because you yeah. know, one of those teams really haven't yeah. anybody. But, um. Um, so Zom asked here, he said, you know, I don't know what you guys think about uh, Mo Washington. He's got a bad feeling he's not going to be a consistent playmaker because of discipline and such injury issues. He can't say how trouble hurt. And that, that was one question that my brother John and I talked about yesterday is, did he get in trouble again? Is that why he didn't play? I don't know. I don't. I'd be shocked if he was hurt and sat the entire first half, and then they start him in the second half. That's that's what was kind of weird about it. He was in right. the first play on offense in the second half, and you hadn't seen him all game yet. We saw Mills to start the game. We saw Wandale start the game. So was he disappointed maybe, maybe, for something? Maybe showed up late to practice. Or maybe something. Like we again. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's interesting to have a star a star player like him not in the game when you should be able to do a pretty good run of the ball. Yeah, and, you know, we were struggling with the ball. And going back to Zom's question, yeah, I think he's kind of injury prone. We saw that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of a, a worry. I don't know that he's an every down back. I'd like to have him and Wondale on the field every yeah. every play. At least he's a threat out there. Yep. Um Running the ball, definitely not in every down back. If you split him no. out, maybe he catches some passes or swings out of the backfield and he throws you yeah. throw the ball to him, maybe. Um, I don't know. He's <laughs> so good when he gets the ball and he gets well, the he's out of space. Yeah, and that's the problem. We, we, don't, we don't always need him out of space to make a big play, but that's where he does his best work. And, yeah, it's, it's 100% true that, is he hurt? Is he just keep getting in trouble? We don't know what's going to happen with his court date. That's probably getting pushed back again would be my guess. I think it's supposed to be this month. But um, who knows? We It's hard to rely on a guy that you don't know if he's going to be consistent and, you don't, and you're worried about him getting hurt again. Um, so if he was hurt, literally didn't play the entire first half because they were worried about him being hurt and getting injured again, then he only plays a couple plays in the second half, I, I feel like it's not an injury. I feel like it's something else. I feel like there's something else at least going on for that first half. I thought maybe – yeah, you're right, though. Because I, I thought maybe he didn't play the first half because he was hurt. And then seeing the team struggling a bit, he said, hey, coach, give me a shot, and then went out for a few plays. And then Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's the thing. You got you have an impact player that you're not playing. There, there's a reason for that. Whether it is sure. an injury or discipline, who knows. And I didn't see the uh, press conference afterwards. I don't know if someone asked about him or even those. I did not watch Frost. I watched McCollum's because I wanted to see yeah. what he had to say. Yeah. He even uh, talked about his kick being really low, and he's like, oh, crap. Well, we, I thought, we all thought it was blocked. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I think, I think it's something, I don't know if it was addressed after the game, if anyone asked about Mo, if anyone asked about Mills. 
I think a lot of the focus was Wandell had a great game. McCollum had a game-winning field goal. He had federal play really good out there. Our defense stepped up when he needed to. So they, they focus on the positives, I'm guessing. But I'm, I'm sure Frost did. Yeah. Yeah. He probably shrugged off questions yeah. about injuries. Except for J.D., I mean, that, I think him and Martinez, he commented, I think. But um, Adam asked about what's wrong um, with the fact that we keep running up the middle. If it doesn't work, we keep doing it. <laughs> And that's what Northwestern wants uh, you to do. 100%, 100%, 100%. Adam, I've, I've been hitting this. We've been hitting this point for weeks now because we, we had success running it outside. And then we did it even in the first game against South Alabama. We kept trying to pound up the middle. Those are big boys we were running into, and they were stopping us. We kept trying to pound it up the middle. I don't get it either. Um, I wish I could have uh, an ear in that coach's room to just figure out why, why we keep running the ball up the middle when we're not being successful and we just keep doing it and keep doing it. We're not going to break down Northwestern defense like Michigan State. We're not going to break them down in the middle either. We have to be creative. That shovel pass, super creative. We ran the I formation. That's what I don't get. We, we ran the I formation last weekend. We Ohio State with, didn't expect it. We come up with random plays here and there, and I know that's kind of how football is. you got to throw up some wrinkles to throw somebody off, and then you get a long play. But when you – when you run the ball right up the middle, like 74 plays a game, yeah. what are you expecting is going to happen? Yeah, when I mean, they're like two-yard gains, yeah. two- to five-yard gains. And we, and, we, and we talked about it a couple times yesterday, too, is there's a lot of times when we, we try to go for those long plays when we only need four or five yards. And we're yeah. and we're looking we're looking for the long ball. We're looking for the fifteen twenty yard play instead of looking for the five six yard play. And I mean, as a Cowboys fan, they lost today, but I saw that happen a lot today, even in in their game. Is Jason Witten is your safety blanket, and he had like two catches today. Yeah, I'm a fan. And they had a lot. They had like a lot of four or five yard third down plays, and they never threw it to him. And and that's what the Huskers aren't doing either. They're not. I don't get that. They're not doing short routes. Well, and even I think uh, your brother John yesterday. It was like second and ten, and Martinez threw the ball like 40 yards, but it was across the field, and it got dropped. But it would have been for a two-yard gain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So what, yep. what do you – I don't understand. And, like, you know, with the guy covering it all over. Yeah. What is that? Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes back to not having time. I don't know. But it seems like between, like, five and 15 yards, Passing plays. Yeah, we don't do. No, it's it's got to be screens or deep. Yep, and there's nothing in between. There's nothing where we're hitting those tight ends like like we should. And and we've talked about the tight ends for a while. We know Austin Allen and we know um, Jack Stoll. We know the playmakers. Let's give them the ball. Let's give them the ball more, and let's not leave them hanging and getting drilled at the knees when they catch the ball. <laughs> um, there was maybe twice that we did a play that I like. I don't know what to call it, but. Um, a receiver kind of comes underneath, and a receiver pops out. And we did it twice yesterday. One time it worked, I think, to Spielman for like 15 to 20 yard gain. And the other time, I think it was Noah, and it went through his hands. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Your dad was yep. like, "Don't his feet." Terrible pass. It went through his hands. <laughs> it was but both. <laughs> it was both actually. Um, I don't know what because that place has seemed to work. It worked last year. Yep. Um, I feel like we need to run that a little bit more. I don't know. I think some more creativity. I think we're very easy to to read on what we're going to do because we're we're not doing anything out of the norm except when we did the the option where we ran the power eye. That Ohio State had no answer for it because they didn't prepare for it. We haven't ran it. That's true. When was the last time we ran it? We ran it maybe once last uh, maybe once last year. But um, if you don't know what to prepare for and you can be creative on offense, the team's not going to be able to stop you. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of positives with a lot of things. I think for me it's not so much I'm mad about it, it's stuff that I'm confused about. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Because we see we were watching the game live, and I, I'm curious of what it looks like in the film room when these guys are watching film and what those discussions look like. And you can see better with the timing. You can see it a lot better in slow motion on how much time Martinez has to get the ball out. How much time are guys are getting to run the routes? If they're covered, if they're not covered, why aren't they open? And that's where, for me, I don't got time to watch film. I wish I did, but there's a lot more that goes into what we talk about. It here. seems like the way the coaches see it is we're just a step away. Yeah. 
like everyone's just kind of a step behind or a, a foot away from where yeah. they need to be or they want them to be. And just those little details make a big enough difference yeah. that it's, it's, I don't know. It's frustrating. It is. Um, you know, I would be curious to see with the way that our offense played last year and the way our defense is playing this year, minus the Ohio State game. Yeah. Um, where we'd be at. Yeah. I feel like we'd be a 5-1 and one football team with a loss to Ohio State, not by 41 points. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I definitely would be Colorado. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we have some difficult games moving forward. Obviously, Iowa only scored three points yesterday, but they are going to be a tough opponent end of the year, hopefully, maybe we have some things figured out a little bit yeah. more at that point. Hopefully, we get to see um, Ohio State again in the championship game, but we got, we got be, some other games. Really cool. I, don't, games I don't think we would win, but I think we would play a lot better than we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zom did mention that um, Mo was out due to team rules. Team rules slash stuff. I, I, I guess I didn't look it up. <laughs> Team rules slash stuff. But, you know, once again, I well put. <laughs> coming back, I said, what an idiot. So, I mean, you're – that's the kind of thing. I mean, you're someone who can be an impact player for your team and you're doing stupid stuff, whether it's you're late to practice or you didn't show up to film room. I mean, what are, what are we not maybe doing? I mean, maybe you didn't go to class or something and – uh, the guy, the guy's getting a lot of chances here. I mean, obviously, for what happened in California, much no matter what your opinion is, a lot of coaches would have kicked someone off the team. So he's getting his chances. Um, he had the weed incident in the in the off season, um, so he's getting his chances. Like, what what are you doing? Well, and it's probably really frustrating for the coaches because they see a kid that probably isn't in the best situation in life yep. and they want to try to help them and mentor and give them an opportunity to make something of their life with a college yeah. education and <clears throat> athletics. So my so my question is, uh, first, um, Saul's got a question here, how do you address and fix these undisciplined problems with the team and young players? You know, I think that's, that's a more complicated question than what we can answer, but, you know, I mean, he didn't play the first half, so that's part of that discipline. It's really tough for the coaches because you were getting paid to coach a football team and win games. Mm -hmm. And when your best players are hurt or in trouble, in trouble, really, yeah. what do you do? I mean... And I think part part of this is going to be a teammate thing. Um, your, your teammates, I mean, if you guys follow baseball and watch any of the Braves and Cardinals... One of the young players for the Braves hit a 321-foot single. single. He hit it off the wall, and he carried his bat all the way to first base. Guess what? He thought it was a home run. It wasn't. His teammates commented after the game how, how bad that was. They and weren't that, happy about and it. And that, that was not the first time he's done that. And so I believe it's part of a team thing, too, where you got to call out your players. you got to call, well, you gotta call and, out your team and, and your friends. In that particular case, the next game, he almost beat out an infield, you know, he almost got an infield single because yeah. he ran hard. You know, you have veteran guys or even just friends, teammate yeah. friends that go to you and say, what are you doing? Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing. You have youth on this team, and this is where you have to, and, and that's no different from Mo. He's a young kid. So are the veterans on the team, the seniors on the team, the leaders on the team, the captains need to step up and be like, get your shit together. I feel like Otherwise, Barry has done this. And yeah, maybe it hasn't been heard by everyone. Maybe probably has been heard by most. Yep. I mean, you, you saw last year. There was a lot of talk about leadership. There's a lot of talk about buying in. A lot of talk from the captains last year, talking about how there's still guys that are not on board. And I don't think it's not that Mo's not on board. I think he's just he's being stupid and making a young kid mistakes. And don't know what those rules that he broke are, but you know. There's things that our, our captains and the the players that are seniors, maybe even not playing, the federals on the team that are clearly leaders. Like Damian Jackson's on the team. Your Navy SEAL, get him up in his face. So I think I think the team needs to do that. I think the coaches can only do so much. Their option is going to be sit the kid. You, you know, they're gonna, it's like hey, your parents are going to tell you something, but then a cop steps in, and a cop is going to be a little bit more strict on you. It's like holy crap, you're serious. That's how I view 
parents are, are kind of, or coaches are kind of like the parents in this situation, and the captains on the team are like, oh, shit, this is serious. Like, my teammates, I'm letting them down because of the stupid stuff I'm doing off-field, and I'm hurting my team. And if that doesn't get to a young player, then they shouldn't be on the field. We, and, we played sports. And maybe that's why he got benched the first half. Yeah, I mean, and, and we, we played sports growing up, and we played a lot of sports, and more than once we were leaders on our teams, and you have to have those tough discussions with your teammates sometimes and say, cut it out, or we don't want you on the team. Um, and that's not easy to do. I personally was never in that situation on the other side saying, you're not going to play, someone tell me that. But um, you, know, you got to have that work ethic, and your captains have to really step up, and your teammates have to step up and say, cut it out. We'll play without. Yeah, we'll play I mean, without you. We got we got enough on field issues that we need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. We don't need the off. We field. don't need the off field issues to worry about. Yeah. So, so I think that's a very good question. Saul, like I said, that's just my that's my take on it. Um, I think you got to have those teammates in the locker room stepping up and being like, dude, you need to stop. This is this is getting out of hand. If you keep it up, you're not going to play. Like your your future is at stake. If you keep this up. Your future is at stake to get to that next level. If you want to be a, if you want to be in the NFL, you gotta get playing time. If you can't keep your shit together off the field, you're never gonna play. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like I said, there's a lot to it. Um, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, Nate, Nate here, yeah, Nate said very well could be calling him out, which might explain the jogging off the field by himself yesterday. When it comes down to it, I feel like coaches are treating the Washington situation appropriately. Uh, young man that apparently hasn't had great role models. So like Frost is getting a lot of mentoring from Osborne and the Mo issue. Oh, absolutely. I, they, I think you hit it on the head there. Um, yeah, I mean, Osborne had more pills to deal with. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, a little more. Maybe didn't deal with it the way that others would have or people would have liked. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, 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 say, you though, do what you can. You got kids that maybe don't have those role models in their lives. And, and more pills was 100% that kid. And, and you saw it without the rest of his life. Like, yeah, and I think Mo's that way too. And if you don't have those positive role models, you look up to your coaches to kind of guide you, especially if you're in the situation he is. And your teammates are going to be a good part of that, but it, your teammates aren't going to always be your role models because um, they're, you know, it's rare to have, like I'm not going to say you're my role model. You're my buddy. I look up yeah, to you, no. but in a different way. It's, it's different when you have a coach. like. I mean, Carl. I love you, but I wouldn't say that you're my <laughs> Whatever, he talks about every day. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you have that mentoring factor, and you have somebody who, like Frost, he, he even said, I, we don't yell at our kids. He yelled at, he yelled at, uh, he yelled at Martino. Once, but, um, and then he got his shit together he, and he, won he, that game. He keeps his cool. Um, he is a mentor. He's someone these kids look up to. And so that very well could be it, too. I think, you know, they are handling it the, way, the best way they know how to. Um, and right now, guess what? He's sat – uh, an entire game. He's had two two first halves so far, and it, it's hurt. It's hurting him, and that's got to hurting the team. It's got to be. So, um, yeah. So hopefully that's something that gets cleaned up. Um, and if not, then guess what? Next man up, Wyatt. Wyatt Missouri, you're in. Guess what? Brody Bell, uh, you're gonna play. Wanda Robinson is a freaking stud. Ramir Johnson, you're gonna start playing more. Which man, I I gotta say, I'm I'm sad that we haven't seen more of him yet. So going back to what I had said earlier, we have 17 wide receivers on the roster, yeah. and why are guys not playing? And I specifically said uh, Darian Chase. You know, we don't know. These guys, between moving away from home, going to college, going to classes. Trying to learn the playbook, you know. It, oh, yeah. It, it, especially if you didn't come in in the uh, the winter. In the spring, in the yeah, spring winter or whatever, spring, whatever yeah. that you want to call it. The early enrollees. Then it, it does take some time. Yeah. And that's why you get this redshirt here oh, yeah. to, to learn, to, to get on your feet, classes and football yeah. and whatever. So that wasn't fair of me to say, I, I, why are we not seeing some of these guys? Because it does take some time, you know. Wandale figuring it out pretty quick is is incredible. I think we got some bright minds on that team, and I think those young guys next year are gonna. And McCaffrey apparently is is like a guru with this playbook already. He's a McCaffrey. I'm not surprised. Yeah, at all. Um, gonna flip today. <laughs> no kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like I said, there's there's a lot of positives, but I think there's a ton of questions out there that people have still. 
And a lot of people come at it from an angry standpoint, and I think that's just that passion that we have as fans because we want to do better. We want to see more. We want to see what we saw last year with that explosiveness, and um, it's just we're not seeing it, so people are getting mad. Like I'm, I'm past the point where I'm not mad anymore. I just want to see – I want to see some of those frustrations kind of pan out over the rest – the next, you know, six games. What are we going to do to fix – the snaps. What are we going to do on the offensive line to do better blocking? What are we going to do to stop throwing swing passes? So, well, some of it's coaching, not, some of it's discipline. We're not going to win the national championship, obviously. So, let's figure out a way to win. Learn how to win some games. Yeah. You don't have to go 10-2 and two the rest of the way on out. But learn how to win some of these games. Again, you know, uh, division foes. Like, we got, you got to, you got to Beat Minnesota. You got to beat Purdue. Yep. You know, maybe you lose to Wisconsin and Iowa. They're, they're better teams, you could say, at this point in time. Maybe, maybe not. But a team like teams like Purdue, mm-hmm. you, you probably need to beat them. I know we have to go on the road to play them. Or do we play them? Yeah. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. And and Purdue struggling big time. You got to beat Indiana. You probably got to beat Maryland. You know, they lost 59 and nothing to Penn State at home. you yeah. got to be the team like that. Yeah, and it's, I, think those, I think what we do these next six games is really going to see that improvement day by day, and, and I think that's what we need to see is we need to see improvement. We need to see what they are doing to change those mental mistakes and those non-mental mistakes that are impacting the game. So when, we, when Bo Pelini was coach at Nebraska, yes, we won nine games every season. However... One, maybe two games a year, we got blown off the field. Worse than 48 and and, and it was like we got in that rut every year. And then now we seem to be in a rut where we lose these close games. We're starting to claw our way out of that. We beat Michigan State last year in a close game. Uh, We come back and beat Illinois. Yeah. You know, you beat Northwestern. We're slowly, I feel, learning how to win these games. It's only going to get better. Yeah, and I think, too, you look at the rest of our schedule and you talk about getting better every game. Look at, yeah, Wisconsin's good. There's no doubt, but look what Northwestern did against Wisconsin. I mean, they kept they that game the really box close. And they, I mean, Jonathan Taylor still scored a touchdown or two, but they kept him in check yeah. and made Wisconsin throw the ball. I and mean, we, know our, we know our history with Wisconsin, but if we watch the film at Northwestern, against Wisconsin, I think that could help us better prepare for how you're going to stop, how you're going to hold him in check, how you're going to stop them on offense, because you don't have to worry as much about their offense unless you can't stop the run. And we seem to have a much better defense with the, or especially rush, rush defense this year. So um, I, I think Iowa plays a very similar style game with Northwestern and Wisconsin, very similar. Yeah. Um, but I think they have, Nate Stanley's a better passer. Mm-hmm. He's a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, he's, and he's got a couple weapons, but Defensively, they play a very similar style game. And, and so, they're pretty good defensively. Yeah, and I think that's what we have to focus on is let's, let's prepare for these teams the best we possibly can and let's beat them. Let's win, let's win these games by defeating their strength. And if their strength is defense, let's be creative to beat that defense. And not just let's get by and play conservative, but let's go out there with a strong game plan and execute. And it's going to be tough. we got another tough six games. Minnesota's going to be tough. I do think Indiana, Purdue, um, and Maryland, I think those three should be wins. But, I think so. again, when you talk about Nebraska football and what we've seen so far, I don't think expectations can be every game, hey, we're going to win, we're going to win. I think every game we should say we can win this game, and then you just got to watch. Be a spectator. For these six <laughs> uh, games, I would say going into the game, I would say we could win each one. Um Wisconsin, Iowa are the, are the two toughest. Um, we get those at home. Yeah. Minnesota is on the road. That's probably the next toughest. Yep. Um, you know, I feel probably more confident with some of the other ones than Wisconsin. But yeah. Um, like you said, I feel like if if we play, you know, if we play the way we did yesterday on defense, and I know they ran the ball a little bit, but. So how if we can, points. if we can limit Jonathan Taylor to play Wisconsin, yeah, and make their quarterback beat us, if they beat us, so be it. Yep, you got a kid that's more than likely going to New York for the freaking Heisman. 
But we also yeah. have we also have a couple shutdown corners, and our safeties are playing really well. So yeah, uh, Lamar's hard to beat. Boodle's hard to beat. If you beat him, he's going to knock the crap out of you. Um, Honus Honus had another good game yesterday. Sullivan's playing well. Davis is playing well. JoJo's playing well. So we have our defense. We have the athletic ability to to win games and win games like Wisconsin and like in Iowa. We have to once again be prepared physically and mentally for those well, matchups. Well, I decided to wear the black shirt today <laughs> because I feel like they won us the game yesterday. There you go. The late pick. Um, your wife mentioned we need to let our gifted players shine. It's hard because we have amazing players, but we don't have the Suzer Burkheads. Yeah, we don't. And we My wife said that? Yeah, your wife said that. Very insightful. Wow. That's very good. <laughs> um, but I think, I think we do have guys that have the ability to shine like we don't have a Sue. No, we don't. No one. No one has had a Sue since Sue existed. Um, right. They don't. They don't. I mean, it. that DN for Ohio State's pretty freaking good. But yeah, but I mean, he's as far as the middle uh, of that defensive line, it's hard to find another Sue. Um, Burkhead, yeah, Burkhead. He was him and Amir Abdullah. I mean, they're truly one of a kind running backs, and we haven't seen that with. Nebraska. Um, again, I think White Missoula runs a lot like Burkhead. I'd love to see he him play more, not as an everyday back, but I think he could play a lot I more. I think the difference is our offensive line was probably a little better. Yeah, when we had Burkhead, in and that, that's the biggest thing too is you got to have the offensive line to have a good run game. That's that's kind of where we're so struggling too. And I think we keep thinking back to the comment about running the ball at the middle. I think we keep thinking, hey, we're going to get a hole open this time. And it doesn't open up. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard because you want you want your offensive line to learn from the previous play or previous you know possession, and they don't. They do it again. It, it can be frustrating to see over and over again. But um, I do think once again we have a tough six game stretch here. Um, I think we have a lot of, a lot of games here that we can win in the next six. Um, I think we can get four of those six games. I think our two toughest games. I'll I'll switch that around. I think out of the next six, I think three should be should be definite wins, and I think Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa are going to be the three toughest games in our next six game stretch. If we, it'd be awesome if we could win two of those. If we if we can get two of those three, even one of those three, we finish four and two to end the season. Guess what? We're eight and four, and we lost to teams that right now we know are bigger, better, stronger than us. Maybe not Colorado, but. Well, I'm talking about our last six games. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. oh, yeah. You would say the teams that we lose to in our next six yep. games are ahead of where we Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, you know, Iowa loses a 10-3 to game at the Big House. Not, I mean, I know you only scored three points, but you held Michigan to 10 points at home. Yeah, and I, I think a little bit differently on that one, which I still do think that the offense – for Michigan is way they were way overrated coming into the season. Shea they, Patterson they, was way overrated. And honestly, I thought Iowa would win that game yesterday. Yep. And they probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had opportunities, but then they killed themselves with like five penalties in a row on their last drive, them. and that killed them. Two holdings, a false start. Um, we're gonna have to have something like that happen for us to beat them. Yeah. Maybe. I pains me to say that. Maybe. I think they're still gonna be uh, bigger on the defensive side. Um, but off, on, their, on our defensive side, I think we can match them pretty well. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Donnie mentioned, you know, if we get bowl eligible, it's going to springboard us into a fantastic year next year. I think, bowl, yeah. I think if we get bowl eligible, it helps us with recruiting again, and I think it helps us definitely, you know, springboard gives us some momentum going into next year. You know, obviously we've been 4-8 each of the last two seasons, and, you know, you get that extra month of practice and, and bowl game and, yep. and whatever, and, I know people are like, oh, that's a big thing. I've never really thought that, but it could actually be. It could benefit a lot of our young guys. A big benefit to guys having more practices, just getting more familiar with one another. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you know, you're a freshman. You're, you're a freshman. We can play you in this bowl game, and we don't burn your red shirt. We, burn, yeah. we can give you some experience in this game, and maybe you're playing freaking Syracuse in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think it'll help. Yeah, I do think that we have a good opportunity. Like I said, I think we can definitely win three of the next six. Four would be ideal. Um, we're seven point underdogs going to Minnesota. I think. Again, Minnesota, I haven't been extremely impressed with them. They do have a couple good wide receivers. Their run game is pretty decent. Um, and they got some big boys up front on both sides of the ball. So 
I think this win, hopefully. I think they play better at home than on the road. Absolutely. And I do think, yeah, Ryan mentioned extra time would be huge for the young team. Absolutely. Um, I think going to Minnesota for us, again, it's another road game. We played Illinois. Uh, We went down early. We came back and won that game. Yeah, it was Illinois. A lot of people are talking about that. But, yeah, winning the game from behind is huge for the Huskers no matter what right now. So I don't think we want to get in the same hole against Minnesota. Oh, if we go down 14-0 to Minnesota – I, it pro- I, I can. I wouldn't say fourteen zero. I think if they get up like if they get up twenty twenty points on us, I think that's going to be tough to come back from. But fourteen points, if we score, you make it a one score game. But I, I still, of course, I still got a brass one in this weekend. I think it's going to be a close one though. I think it's going to be similar to the Illinois game. Um, not so much as us going down by seventeen, maybe but like a thirty one twenty eight type of game. Yeah, I, I could see that um, anywhere from three three to six point game maybe. We we may want to try to score touchdowns as much as we can instead of getting yeah. because I mean that was basically like a chip shot and yeah. and we even then barely made it. So. Yeah, plenty of distance. It was really low. Yeah. Uh, well, I think too that that brings me to a real quick point before we end the show here is we had a, when we got down in inside the twenty, you know, we decided to kick a field goal. I mean, that comes to your play calling when you know. We're struggling to kick the ball. We're down and we're in this location on the field. This is four down territory for us. So let's not do a swing pass. Or negative two on first and, down. And sometimes it's different if the quarterback hits him in stride instead of throwing it behind him and he has to make an acrobatic catch. But if we can hit those catches, I think it, it's positive yardage. But when we're doing a third down swing pass or a third down QB read when it's third and eight, you know you got to get the first down or go for it on four, on four downs. So – I think that play calling, hopefully, you know, Frost, I'm dogging on here, but I think that play calling has got to get better when we are Agreed. in that position of the field, knowing how I to never kick want it. To say, never want to say anything negative about Frost. I love Frost. <laughs> but something has to change. I mean, yeah. when it's when it's third and eight and you're you're doing a run that's going to get you two yards, I mean, you got to at least if, either plan to go for it on fourth or throw the ball past the yeah. six. yeah. So, something I wasn't thinking about, Donnie just brought this up. Possible cold weather and snow could be in effect in Minnesota this weekend. Shit, we can get snow here in Omaha this week. It's going to be 42. Um, I have 42 on Friday. So, it's going to be cold. I don't think the cold weather favors either team, but I do think the snow, when you're looking at a ground-and-pound game, that all depends on who we have on the field. Um, it really does. I mean, it's going to be interesting if we do have snow on the ground there. Or it's snowing. I mean, we won a game in the snow last year, but that could really impact. It could. I have a lot of trust in Wandale Robinson because how could you not? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it again, too. If it comes to the ground and pound and Mo is either hurt or in trouble again or out because of being in trouble, uh, Dieter Mills, I don't know his situation, but um, we're going to need him, and I think you got to get Wyatt Mazur in there. I, I know. I just I love this kid because we, we saw him in the spring game. I see what he can do when he runs the ball. I see a lot of Rex Burkett in him. If it comes to a ground-and-pound game, we're going to need more than just Mo and Diedrich and Wandale. we got to have everybody available to run the ball when we need him. Brody Belt's going to have to be available. Ramir Johnson, let's get him in the game. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting if we get that snow. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Got to have everybody that at least can – Make some plays yep. that you trust yep. that's not going to fumble the ball. I will say, you know, turnover-wise yesterday. Better. Um, obviously, we didn't, we didn't turn the ball. Over. I don't think so. I'm not being around. And, I mean, they didn't either, and they had been turnover-prone this year. They did, obviously. <laughs> the, that's the end of the game, but, um, you know, they were talking on the radio this week that, well, there's probably going to be a lot of turnovers in this game. Both these teams are turnover-prone. Well, that wasn't the case. We figured something out that, you know, yep. hold on to the damn ball. <laughs> uh, last comment here that we'll, we'll reply to. Nate mentioned that um, the, the fighting flex are definitely going up against our, our best, arguably their best offense going up against arguably our best defense. Um, and he's I haven't watched them, so I don't know. And he's damn confident in the W. So, hey, I, I like that. I'm confident in our team every week. Um, going into the game, and sometimes that flails a little bit at some point in the game, but I still feel like we get a W this weekend. Um, we're the underdogs coming in to Minnesota. I want to make sure Minnesota goes 5-1 and one after this weekend. 
Yeah, you know, I haven't really watched him. Um, I know I have one of their wide receivers in college fantasy. <laughs> uh, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We got to get, we gotta get if pressure. We can, if we can just figure things out on offense, we should be able to play in every game that we're in. 100%. So, um, so we got. Oh, yeah. So, Jack, yeah, you mentioned too Jackson and Boodle. We just talked about them uh, against their wide receivers. Um I'm not confident in our coverage except for JoJo Doman maybe covering a wide receiver or, or a tight end, but um, I think I think Jackson and Boodle are doing fantastic. I think yeah. we're going to continue to see our D play well and play well against um, Row the Boat. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'd say 31-28. 31-28. I, I like a, a 34-24 Huskers. So, um Again, hopefully we come out firing off cylinders. Hopefully we see some of those injured guys back this next week. Um, that's all we got for today, guys. Thanks yep. for tuning in. I know we had a decent amount of comments today. And if you guys have anything else, feel free to leave a comment on the page. Otherwise, we will catch you um, next week. Um, and actually, next week, too, what we'll talk about a little bit, no matter how the game goes, is some of that fair, uh, pay-to-play or play-to-pay uh, act that's coming out in California and now all these other states. And, um, if you haven't checked it out, Joel Klatt actually talks about it on um, on Twitter, and, and you can look him up. I did check it out. Um, I, I have my own comments on it. I know Jimmy has his own comments on it, so we'll we'll touch base on that next time. Uh, we're a little over an hour on the show today, so we're going to be done here. Um, best of luck to you guys this week and whatever you're doing with work and life. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Enjoy your evening. Go Big Red. <laughs>